This is a 3CR community radio podcast. In Psychedelia is broadcast every Sunday from 2pm. For more info on anything you hear in the show, head to 3cr.org.au and follow the links to the Encyclopedia program page. Good afternoon and welcome to Psychedelia on 3CR on this Sunday afternoon. We are talking drugs and all things around drugs. It's what we talk about. It's what we like to talk about. Uh, we hope that we uh, delve into the issues a little bit more than you might see in your average uh, mainstream publication. My name's Nick Wallace here in the studio with Ash Blackwell. How are you doing, Ash? Good afternoon. I am doing quite well. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. I'm very glad to hear this. This afternoon on the show, we will be speaking with Miss Guidance, uh, who is one of the uh, part of the organising team of the Entheogenesis Australis 2017 Psychedelic Symposium, uh, which is happening uh, uh, 10th till 12th of December, 8th till 10th of December. Uh, and you can get tickets at entheo.net. There's only a few left. We will be broadcasting live from uh, that uh, conference and we will be uh, doing a bit of a panel discussion with some uh, leading uh, leading minds in uh, psychedelic uh, research uh, from around the world. So very excited about that. So Miss Guidance is going to join us a little bit later on the program. Uh, also going to be uh, catching up with Adam Wilson. Uh, he's a drug outreach lawyer with Fitzroy Legal Service and recently won, or on Wednesday night at the uh, Yarra Drug and Health Forum's AGM, won the AOD Worker of the Year. So we're just going to uh, ha- have a chat to him and see, see how... Uh uh, see how it's been. See how twenty seventeen has been. Because geez, we're nearly at the end of it. It's um, come around again much uh, more, much quicker than I expected. Uh, does that feel that way for you, Ash? You just kind of sorry. He's, I'm, I'm sitting across from him. He's, he's looks <laughs> sorry. Vaguely I, zoned, I zoned out. I, yeah, no. I was, I, I was just <laughs> reading a, a, a story that I'm about to speak oh, about. Yeah. And <laughs> well, well, we'll get to the news in one tick. It's an eyebrow raising one. We'll, we'll get to it in a second. Three uh, CR has its summer wine uh, fundraiser on. Um, some delicious Yarra Valley wines have been generously donated to Three CR, um, and they are available f- now. Uh, you can get them, uh, or they, they must be collected by 12 noon on the 22nd of December, but any time before then at our studios at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Uh, they're $17.50 per bottle. Jump on the website, 3cr.org.au, if you would like to order, and you can order online or on the phone. Um, and that's a little bit of a fundraiser. Helps uh, helps us do the things that we do here at the station. And psychedelia news of the week. I don't condone or advocate that everyone should use illicit drugs. I think it's a, a huge decision made with the right amount of research and forethought. The intention is to discourage ICE use. The actual effect is it encourages the stigmatisation of people who use this drug. The risk there is people are less likely to disclose their use even when they're experiencing some issues, so they're less likely to access essential health services. The potential for harm increases. People feel hesitant to be open about who they are because they're afraid of judgment from family members or people at work or or just people in society in general. Many of them have conservative mindsets regardless of their politics uh, and will just say, oh well, then the, the, the government are not looking after us and therefore it seems a law and order issue rather than a, a social problem that needs to be dealt with on, on a public health basis. Drug news from Melbourne and around the world. So the story that made me raise my eyebrows just a minute ago was um, you get all kinds of weird stories coming across, you know, when you're, when you're keeping an eye on these things and... Um, this particular story is about the Kmart website being hacked, uh, well, supposedly being hacked because one of the children's DVDs uh, descriptions got changed to a distinctively adult description. Oh. Um, it reads, they're jetting off and you're invited. Shopkins travels to an assortment of international places and they discover a lot of sex and drugs on their way. Shoppies go on a wild chase as Cookie Cookie goes missing as she was caught in a diamond heist. This is what happens when you have valuable information just lying about the place that people can break into and. So somebody had a bit with. of fun with that. They did. They did. Yeah. Um, the story that has. 
um, pleased me most this week was the story. So in, uh, I'll give a bit of background, a bit of context. So uh, on the uh, Facebook is where a lot of people are talking now. There's not so many forums about where people are talking. You're all aware of that. Um, on on the Facebook group uh, after Melbourne Cup, uh, the f- Facebook group Melbourne Doofers, which is a 15,000 strong uh, page uh, group full of uh, people that like to doof in around Melbourne and uh, and our friends. And somebody uh, pointed out, as we uh, often do on the show, that uh, the, uh, the you, you're not. You never get the kind of reporting, the kind of focus that you get from mainstream media on festivals where you've almost got basically just the police's response and a couple of, like, high-up people that weren't even there most of the time, and that's the kind of reporting that you get. So distant. But you look at something like Melbourne Cup, and it's all like, oh, look at the people, look at that. You know, it's 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 very... Uh, it's much more sort of integrated. Uh, and somebody sort of pointed this out, and then... Uh, about a day later, an article turned up on the New Daily, Melbourne Cup, the very disappointing aftermath. And <laughs> it reads, Despite a typically topsy-turvy afternoon of Melbourne weather, the 90,536-strong crowd led their spirits high on a day highlighted by Rekindling's ultimate successful attempt to set off uh, Johannes Vermeer in the $6.2 million race. But things occasionally turned nasty as the day rolled on, with a range of disputes occurring on the lawn in front of Flemington's members' uh, grandstand, while hordes of seagulls flocked to a sea of discarded bottles, cans and cans and betting slips. Victoria Police said 17 arrests were made for assault, offensive behaviour, being drunk in a public place and other offences. A further 33 punters were evicted by on-course security. It's really full-on, a cleaner said, who wished to rain- remain anonymous. The main thing is the the punters are happy. Sometimes they pick up their rubbish. <laughs> it is brilliant and it is gone. If you want to find this article, jump onto Facebook, uh, f- find In Psychedelia on Facebook, um, have a read of it. It It is, I mean, with these sorts of things, I, I often think, yeah, we, we, we're getting tit for tat now, you know, and, and it's frustrating because what you, I, I don't think what you're trying to say is that we should be doing this to people all the time. But if you're going to keep doing it to us, if what looks like your community and our community are doing this little thing, and you've got a very different perspective. We need to help you. So I, <laughs> I did have a bit of fun in the comments thread uh, on that article. A few places it got shared around. Um, so I wrote a bit of a satirical kind of view of like how the reporting might look if it was sort of flipped on its head. So I'll, I'll read you the alternative new, news report yes. as as it might go if Melbourne Cup was treated like festivals are treated. Yep. Council are considering reviewing their permit for next year's event. Emergency responders said they were concerned about the number of ambulance call-outs, with Sergeant Booze's Drug 2 stating, We were very concerned about the number of overdoses, with at least 200 fancy dresses destroyed by vomitous ruin. We would like to remind members of the community that drinking three bottles of champagne, throwing up and passing out in your own vomit is technically a drug overdose. (laughs) Due to the high rate of violence and drug overdose, the state government and sponsors are reconsidering their support for the event. It is expected that the (laughs) event continuing may be dependent on stringent community safety and harm reduction measures. A disgusted patron said, yeah, reconsumption is not a thing. You don't cheer when your mate throws up in a beer jug and drinks it. That's disgusting. (laughs) And if you cheer that, you are the second ass on an earthworm. It's not a thing. Meanwhile, a member of the Australian Psychedelic Society stated if they'd switched all that booze for a few magic mushrooms, they might have realised the absurdity of ignoring the slave animals running in a circle on a pretty green field (laughs) while they gave away their money. They could have a picnic on the course instead and reconcile their existence with their mortality. Now here's Tom with the weather. Yeah, yeah, that's a better, uh, so, better, you know, better take like, on I things. I think it's fine to be a bit cheeky because when you're, when you're sitting on this side of it as we are, people mm. who go to these kinds of festivals, it, like you just can't roll your eyes back in your head far enough no. in, in the way, in, I, in the hypocritical way I, that, that well, in, um, in it's some, reported. In some extent, I do understand, though. I understand when you speak with people one-on-one who are really passionate about this, I understand there are a lot of passions and I understand you're not going to win people over by just being belligerent with them because um, that's just a... I mean, that's a fight. That's a, you know, enemy scenario. Um, but maybe people can be redirected somehow. This is a good one for freedom of species. They're the usual <laughs> ones to do this kind of thing, uh, which we're on just before, um, and they're on 1pm every Sunday as well. Um, but they talk a lot, a lot about those sorts of things. Far far more uh, informed than we are on that <laughs> issue. <laughs> um <clears throat> 
The WA prison system has been, uh, a report has found that they're, quote unquote, flying blind when it comes to the supply and use of drugs and alcohol in their facilities, with (laughs) unreliable testing leading to underreporting of the problem. The report conducted by WA Auditor General Colin Murphy looked across WA's 17 adult prisons run by the Department of Corrective Services. The department's most recent approach to minimising drugs and alcohol ended in 2014, leaving prisoners open to what Mr Murphy said had been slippages in a whole lot of practices across the board. Drug use in prisons, it's not a new thing. Um, I've yet to hear of a prison in the world where drug use doesn't happen. It's one of the and arguments. Seems to get things uh, worse as well. well it's not it's generally not people yes. get better, but yeah, a prison's meant to be a place where we can heal people from doing the awful things that they've done or punish them eternally until they become worse than what they were. What are we trying to do? What's that? All right, um, we also have... Uh, oh, sorry. This is 3CR, Community Radio, 855 AM Digital, and streaming at 3cr.org.au. You're listening to In Psychedelia, and if you would like to join us in the conversation, you can SMS through on the SMS line 0488 that's 0488 uh, Please send any comments that you have about any of the stories or anything you'd like to send through. We're just going to see if anybody uh, uses their phone when they're listening to the to, to 3CR. Testing. We're testing you. A new drug policy alliance report in the United States has um, looked into what's sometimes a growing trend in these areas where you have uh, a significant increase in overdose when you've only got a law and order approach that you're using, that you just do more of that. And so one of the mm. things that happens sometimes is bringing in laws, um, drug-induced homicide laws. So essentially charging people for murder for supplying the drugs that somebody took uh, and then died from. So mm. there's, um, I think it was 20 states, in, it might have been more, 20, at least 20 states in, in the USA that have... Um, these drug-induced homicide laws, and they've been found to be very much um, problematic, you know, like uh, the Drug Policy Alliance uh, press release on it has a video with um, two different people that have been incarcerated for for a very long time. Um, And this, you know, often it'll get framed as if it's some kind of big-time drug dealer pushing drugs on people, Mm. but the way that drugs are sold and traded in the community is that they're generally traded by somebody that you know. Yeah, these, you know, this idea can, can of be this a friend. big badass gangster guy. Most people that take drugs never meet whoever that person is meant to be. Um, that's just not the reality of how, how things work generally. Yeah. Um, what else have we got here? Oh, well, we do well, actually have... Um, there was a report in the Herald Sun. It's something that we've been following on the show a oh, yes. little bit yep. um, about the fentanyl crisis in North America. Mm. Um, it quotes uh, a little bit earlier this year, Victoria Police sent Assistant Commissioner Rick Nugent along with a parliamentary committee that went on an overseas trip. Um, and one of the things that, that uh, he did as a representative of um, Vic Police was speak to authorities in Canada and um, the USA about their how, how they're managing this uh, overdose epidemic that's happening there. Um, and it's something that's, you know, it's been on the radar for people like us, for people who work in the sector and people, you know, at, at the harm reduction and drug user organisations, that this is a possibility. Uh, you know, what's happened in, in Canada is that um, these very strong opiates, uh, much stronger than heroin, have infiltrated the, the drug market across the board. So not just uh, for opiate users, but for... Um, other recreational drug users that might mm. use MDMA or cocaine as well. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, yeah, there's just it's good to see a bit of reporting acknowledging that that's that's something that's on the horizon. And just uh, you know, I'm a little bit comforted by the fact that um, at least there's some attention being paid by Vic Police and presumably in the health department as well to to being prepared for if something like that does does happen here in Australia. Mm. 
Uh, Alex Wodak penned a piece for the Huffington Post this week. Uh, Melbourne's new injecting centre is proof that governments are finally listening. Um, and it's an overall sort of positive piece. He's uh, really congratulating the government for finally listening to experts and doing what has been said. But it's it's just a good good little one if you want to uh, see what uh, Alex Wodak, who has been engaged with drug policy in Australia for many decades now, um, has to say about our uh, you know latest achievements. Uh, now, coming up soon, we are going to be speaking with Miss Guidance about the upcoming Entheogenesis Australis Psychedelic, Psychedelic Symposium. Uh, right now, though, Goosebumps, who is going to be playing at the Where the Wild Things Are Music and Arts Festival, uh, which is happening. Uh, there's a launch party happening, sorry. Um, and where is it happening? It's... Uh, oh, wow, I don't have any of those infos. <laughs> Look, find find it on Facebook. We'll, we'll post a link to it on Facebook. But this right now is uh, Goosebumps with cake. Second uh, December from from seven pm. That's that's when it is. Um, I'll find where it is after. <laughs> this is three CR. Psychedelia on 3CR Community Radio, 855am digital, and streaming at 3cr.org.au. That was Goosebumps uh, with Cake, and I'm uh, just pulling up the event now, because there is a uh, event on uh, soon. It's happening at Rubik's Warehouse on the 2nd of December from 7pm. It's a fundraiser, or a launch party for uh, Where the Wild Things Are, uh, which is a, uh, a party happening in February next year, but Saturday, December 2nd, if you want to see that one. Um, this is in Psychedelia. We're uh, talking uh, all things um, around the uh, drug world, I suppose. And right now on the line, we have Miss Guidance, uh, who is uh, up in Nimbin, uh, or at least that area. I don't think you're quite in Nimbin. You're a bit out of there, aren't you, Miss? How, how, are, you, how are you today? I'm, I'm floating around above Nimbin. Floating around above Nimbin. That sounds about right. Now, um, you're involved with the uh, organisation of this year's uh, Outdoor uh, 2017 Entheogenesis Australis Psychedelic Symposium happening in Eildon um, in less than a month now. It's really 
um, it's catching up quickly. Yes, it's yes, it's getting very very close, uh, and of course the excitement's growing. And, yeah, I guess a lot of things are coming together. You just said to me that you've been chatting about this event um, as the weeks have gone on, so I guess people have been hearing how it's performing. But, yeah, we're very excited to announce that, you know, there's going to be like an incredible array of minds there, I guess, for a start. It's, um, it's the greatest outdoor university in the world. Mm. And, uh, and I guess that's one of the things that makes uh, the Ethnogenesis Australis Conference so unique is... But it is um, often in the outdoors where we can, uh, we're not only talking about plants, but we're actually um, hanging out with them as well. And last, so, yeah, yeah. I, oh, last weekend I was uh, out at the uh, out at the site that uh-huh. EGA will be on, and it is beautiful. It is in Eildon, um, tucked away uh, in some hills there. So there's a lot of hills, a lot of forest all around you, and um, a big clear area that we're going to have uh, the stages set up. Uh, at uh, but it's just it's 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 nice to have those discussions in that environment. Yeah, very. It's very special, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's also special to be able to invite, um, I guess, uh, all lots of amazing people from around the country and around the world to come and really be part of. Uh, it's it really is a bit of a temporary autonomous zone. Uh, they still exist around the world here and there. And it's a great place to um, really share some very important information, whether it's about, um, you know, drug law reform and strategies that are happening around the world to bring uh, governments to their sense, or it's um, anything, you know, through to the uh, the spiritual use of plants and psychedelics, the therapeutic uses. Um, oh, heavens, um, you know, the importance in, uh, in sound and also literature. It's um, it's looking at uh, I don't know how people uh, even meditate in terms of uh, these amazing uh, I guess life altering drugs. Well, I suppose it's the um, it's, it's part of that nature and that reflection of what the psychedelic experience is. The psychedelic experience is not just a uh, a drug experience which people are constantly going back to. It's an experience of connection that people often won't go back to for a long time because they because it's so much to process, it's so much to go through. But it almost encourages this kind of multidisciplinary approach that we're seeing in the academic fields, where we're realizing um, that the experience, the, the psychedelic experience, can be interweaved and the stories interweaved with most of the topics that we talk about. And EGA is bringing over some people uh, from all across the world uh, who talk on a wide variety of these topics, including one who um, has been on the show in the past, uh, Thomas Roberts. Um, now, he's, he's coming over. He's not a scientist. He's not a neuroscientist. He's not a medical guy. He's not a psychologist. He's not anything like that. He's a uh, humanities lecturer, and he talks about, and he's been doing this since the 1970s, talks about how the psychedelic experience can mould our perceptions of things like our politics and our economics and, and these sorts of questions. Yeah, definitely. That, and that seems to have been a theme that's uh, emerged out of the different speakers that are coming along is indeed, um, you know, how really psychedelics can be used to, uh, to help um, society. And, uh, and, you know, it's not something that um, is all airy-fairy and lovey-dovey. Like, you know, we, we do live in societies that are greatly uh, broken on all sorts of levels. Every day the newspapers tell us how disastrous it all is. And so, um, you know, simply uh, helping people uh, deal with, uh, you know, serious things like post-traumatic stress disorder through to, you know, making sure that people can actually uh, consume uh, psychedelics safely. And I so think- it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a wide and huge and beautiful um, sort of celebration as well as education of, um, of psychedelics. And I think um, touching on the things that it can be useful for, uh, we often have this kind of, uh, I, I mean, it's the way that we do medicine. You know, we have this perspective of healing being something that only happens to those who are broken. And we have sort of almost specific parameters for what uh, broken looks like. But you can you can look further. I mean, all people require uh, ongoing sort of healing it's sort of part of our exercise i suppose like if you want to look at it that way it's kind of mind exercise to keep yourself well um but you look through uh, the sorts of jobs that people are doing in society and yet we know that uh, people come back from war with uh, ptsd and serious mental health issues but uh what about 
What about the paramedics who are going to car accidents? What about the firefighters on the front lines over summer across Australia um, who are seeing, you know, animals, people, uh, all sorts of things burnt? Um, these are also creations of that that uh, that trauma and that stress that I have a feeling psychedelics could have, um, it, when used appropriately with these people, could actually help them with these horrible things, but horrible things that just happen. They, they're, they're things, and that's the most, that's the hardest thing about them, things that are awful happen, and sometimes that's a hard to reconcile, a hard part to reconcile. That's right. Um, yeah, definitely there's, um, well, I guess one of the biggest themes that's emerged in 2017 is indeed the therapeutic use of psychedelics. So we've got uh, Dr. Ben Sessa coming from, uh, from the UK. He's uh, one of the directors of the Breaking Convention Conference, and he's also a psychiatrist and uh, is doing research into, indeed, the realm of PTSD and, uh, and MDMA therapy. And then uh, there's also, uh, of course, Rick Doblin from the MAPS Association in the US coming to talk about what they've been up to in that arena. And then closely associated, of course, is um, Dr. Sue Sisley and the work she's doing with um, cannabis and helping um, uh, return soldiers as well. So it's interesting that that consciousness or understanding or the interest in research in in helping that, um, you know, yeah, basically people that are dealing with emergencies in our, um, in our societies. Because that's, that's that point. I think people that are on those, uh, those front lines, that's that point at which life didn't go as you planned it to be. And uh, I think sometimes we can forget about that. We sort of pre-package everything. We've wrapped it all up. We've, you know, taken out so many of the risks that we forget about those times where life just happens. And sometimes it just lays in the back of somebody's mind, terrifying them. How do you deal with that? And that's, that's the conversations we're going to be having at the, uh, at the EGA uh, conference. So how's it, all, uh, how's it all coming along? We've, we're, we're less than a month out. Um, I, I think yeah, uh, well, there's going to be five, yeah. <laughs> 500 people on site there in less than a month. Yeah, well, there's going to be around uh, 600 actually, Nick. And yep. uh, if people are still interested in coming, if you're still uh, thinking it through, then there's only probably around 50 tickets left. It's and very uh, it's yeah, it's going to be a well, it's going to be a really, really special gathering. Um, one of my favourite sayings is basically the program is just an excuse. It's just a trick to get everyone there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, once you're there, um, great connections are made, uh, great things are learned, important information is passed along. It's, um, it's you know, I guess inspiring seems like a feeble word, but it's definitely head-exploding. Um, there'll be so much. In, it's it's true. Like it's exhausting just the amount of information that is passed on. Mm. Uh, but lest we forget to the uh, other wonderful thing about communing in the outdoors and and having that wonderful space to really spend um, a, you know a long weekend with each other is um, all the incredible artwork that EGA also uh, makes sure is sort of shared amongst uh, the community. The, it's it's yeah. It's really trying to explore, um, like, yeah, the Ethnogenesis Australis Conference is really trying to bring in all the beautiful um, fragments of the psychedelic experience and how people in Australia and around the world are exploring those. And, yeah, like we've been talking a lot about therapy and that kind of serious side. But at the same time, uh, as we know, psychedelics are a beautiful force for creativity and, uh, and for uh, basically great beauty. And so definitely EGA loves to explore all that kind of, um, of the, you know, the, the beautiful uh, world that psychedelics are as well. Uh, for tickets, the website is entheo.net, E-N-T-H-E-O.net. Uh, and as Kath, uh, as Miss Guidance <laughs> mentioned earlier, um, tickets are limited. There are only about 50 tickets left, um, but it will be a really, because of the size of the crowd, because of where it is, it is going to be a very intimate experience, but an intimate experience. These are, um, uh, these, these festivals have a global nature about them. We are talking with a community across, uh, uh, across the world, um, and that's how we're achieving things in this area as well. Um, which is yeah, you know. it's really. I was going to say it's really exciting to see for uh, people who've been involved with uh, the psychedelic community now for a few decades, 
you know, the growth of the internet um, has really spurred on these particularly international connections. And even in the, in the life of EGA, which has now been around 15 years, um, that, uh, you know, to see how it's evolved uh, for us here in Australia is, is really exciting as well. It is and, very... Uh, yeah, look forward to another 15 years. Yes, yeah, absolutely, and it is very exciting, and I hope, um, I mean, this has been the, this will be the first outdoor conference in, I think, five years. It's been been a little while. Yeah, yeah, so um, EGA uh, doesn't just do the outdoor conference. Over the years, we've done um, many different kinds of events, and uh, but the, the outdoor event is definitely probably the, you know, it's something that we really consider is... Um, is uh, describes EGA the best in regards to celebrating um, and you know really informing the community and also yeah definitely for people to get together face to face. I know that we love our digital world, but as we also all know, it is actually being there in the flesh together that more profound, definitely more profound and greater connections occur between people. And, and it's through those connections too that, um, you know, other great ideas emerge, great solutions to problems that are around, um, also helping each other. Um, one of the uh, sponsors of, uh, of this year's conference is uh, Psychedelic uh, Research in Science and Medicine. PRISM, yes. AKA PRISM. And they, uh, their genesis or the seed for PRISM was planted back at the last um, outdoor EGA. And, uh, and basically, so over those years now, that has grown. And uh, one of the, definitely one of the focuses or uh, things that we'd like to see through this gathering is indeed, you know, the furtherment or uh, more connections to get more research happening um, in Australia on site. Absolutely. And one of the taglines for EGA is EGA planting psychedelic seeds. And it really has. It, it is a, a festival or a symposium that's brought people together. It's brought together that community. Um, and now they're planting their seeds and growing these, uh, you know, growing something that's un unstoppable in the end. It's um, we're here for a good purpose. We're not here to, to screw with people. That's not the purpose here. So, <laughs> well, not most of us anyway. Most of the time. <laughs> um, I was going to say, no, the plants are just here to screw with us. Um, so uh, uh, the other aspect of EGA that is so very important that really has been uh, the genesis and, and the heart of it is indeed the love of the plant world. Absolutely. So there's a big part of the conference that focuses on uh, on ethnobotany. Yep. And, uh, and so we have uh, one of the a very long time, one of the greatest um, ethnobotanists in the world still living, Kathleen Harrison, coming. Uh, she uh, and uh, Terence McKenna started Botanical Dimensions back in 1985. Uh, so, um, you know, we we basically really love to cultivate and bring together, um, uh, you know, people that are very serious scientists mm. and who have uh, really forged um, their, you know, really forged exciting paths in those arenas over the years. So it's really going to be exciting to have um, as guests uh, elders in the international community like Kathleen and Thomas, as well as um, a lot of the younger people that are uh, that are sort of coming through and, and uh, coming, you know, really also emerging with incredible amount of information and organisational skills. So there's like David Nichols from the DMT Nexus community hmm. and also uh, Alan Rockefeller, who's, um, who's essentially a, a, an expert mycologist from... Uh, from California, who has, um, you know, of course, in his studies with uh, uh, mushrooms in Mexico in particular, has even uh, discovered uh, a species, you know, previously uncovered. So, you know, we, we've got uh, the fungi world covered as well. And uh, as well as people just speaking at you, there's also opportunities for practical workshops as well, including um, bushwalks. Because mm, the um, area, as we were saying before, it's beautiful. Um, it's a, it tucked into the mountains and there are some beautiful walks around there. Yep. So, we, yeah, we'll be exploring the local as well as the, uh, the cosmos. <laughs> 
Beautiful. And that is uh, the Entheogenesis Australis Outdoor Psychedelic Symposium, December 8th till 10th. Tickets are at entheo.net, E-N-T-H-E-O.net, and there are very few left. Um, it is a bit pricey, but you're certainly paying for quality. We're bringing people from all across the world, leading minds from all across the world to a beautiful location in Eildon. Um, and it's very exciting. Miss Gardens, thank you very much for chatting with us on the program today. No problemo, Nick. Thank you for asking us. And we are going to hear more from you in the future. In 2018, uh, Miss Gardens, uh, who is uh, also at the Nimbin Hemp Embassy, uh, will be joining us more regularly uh, in 2018 to give us updates in uh, all things cannabis. Yes, um, I indeed, I intend to do that. And I also, it will help me with my therapy to uh, be positive about things because it can get a bit depressing sometimes. It can, yes. Um, and I think that happens for anybody, everybody that's listening who is passionate about something. The longer that it ha- it goes on, you see the same cycles, you see things, you know, going going back into the direction where five years ago you thought we were finally getting out of there. It's harrowing. It is harrowing. And I understand why people can get very uh, uh, almost apathetic sometimes as a response, but... We just need to keep on, keep on keeping on. That's right, Nick. Um, definitely. And that's part of these excellent radio shows as well to spread information and keep people thinking and happening about stuff. But yeah, there's lots of great positive stuff going on in the um, drug world as well as not positive. So we'll uh, be exploring all angles. Thank you so much, Ms. Guidance. We will um, speak with you soon. Okay. Thanks, Nick. Ciao. This is in Psychedelia on 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. That's Too Many Zoos with Shape of You. They're a New York band and they are playing in Melbourne uh, at the Howler in Brunswick on Tuesday, the 21st of November. Tickets are on sale now and I think they're about 40 bucks, but uh, well worth uh, getting along to and seeing. This is in Psychedelia on 3CR Community Radio, 855am uh, digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. And joining us in the studio right now is uh, the recent recipient of the Yarra Dragon Health Forum Worker of the Year Award, uh, which occurred this Wednesday at uh, the Yarra Dragon Health Forum AGM, uh, Adam Wilson, a drug outreach lawyer for Fitzroy legal service welcome adam thank you feel very welcome <laughs> how you doing <laughs> very well yeah that was great um that was a great honor like as i said on the night i've got a lot of respect for yarra drug and health forum and just their their fearless their fearless advocacy in the in drug reform and look where we are now they're a big reason for it we, as are you guys we had a um you know a big discussion at the yarra drug and health forum uh, judy ryan from the residents for the victoria street drug solutions group uh did the 12 months on their campaign and now of course we've got the uh, uh medically supervised injecting center approved yeah um which is amazing so it was yeah it was a night of um it was a bit of buzz there's a bit of excitement finally people are listening to the experts yeah oh, i mean as you were talking about before there's just so many you've got to stay strong and there's just so many um knockdowns so now we've got this massive positive in the community huge mm. and so where do we go from here let's let's see but we've got a lot of people behind it and um you know everyone's just really really buzzing it was just for the last 12 months it's just interesting how everything is just suddenly aligned as you yeah. guys would have talked about again and again but just just been so much just this this push from the community up as um, even the Herald Sun. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah three, 3AW and the Herald Sun, when, yeah. they start, when they start going, hey, hang on, why aren't we doing this? This is silly, yeah. we're not doing it. That I think you've won <laughs> at that right. point. That's right, yeah, yeah, when a current affair now, pushing for it. Well. Now, anyway, we are just yeah. about at the end of the year, so um, you, you uh, worker of the year, it's because you work hard in your area, you do um, drug outreach work. Has there been anything um, that you can talk to us about that's been stand out as something uh, particularly challenging Challenging or, or something that you've really learnt from this year? Uh, look, I just think there's just so far to go as far as um, uh, like the appropriate drug re- rehabilitation for people who have a chronic issue, like misuse with drugs, mm. um, especially... And, and look, that's something that we've all just got to look at, I guess, is when someone's representing with um, like dual diagnosis. So there's mental health issues there as well as a serious chronic drug use issue as well. And um, there's just a lack of avenues for people um, to go. I mean, look, there's a, there's a whole lot of issues that are always there with the people that I work with because they're chronically disadvantaged. Um and that's my cohort. So there's always going to be issues with homelessness, um, just uh, 
overzealous charging by the police, mm. and that seems to not be quieting down, especially with the focus in on the Richmond law area. And, and law so, and order just generally yeah. across the state. Well, it, yes. We've yeah. had this whole, like, that's what next year's election is going to be about, about how we can be tough on law and order. And I think one of the things I'm sort of wondering is how is the um, medically supervised injecting centre for... Very good. I'm not trying to be cynical here, but politics makes you so. Um, how is accepting that going to be woven into the campaign strategy for the Labor Party uh, in them battling the Liberals with this sort of law and order thing? Um, are there going to be consequences? Like, they have already suggested that there might be uh, a, a rising of certain penalties uh, around um, drug uh, drug trade uh, yeah. for, you know, for, for all substances. And you go, well, but hang on. Most of the people that are trading drugs are taking them as well. That's right. And have That's right. Co, um, you know. And that I've already noticed. Like, I noticed that this year because suddenly it was on the agenda with the, you know, the heroin triangle in that area. Mm. So there was a lot more undercover sort of operations. Um, right. And, yeah, and I don't think any of the, the top players were stung. I'm not sure. I don't deal with them. But I deal with a lot of the um, lower players mm. who are just um, someone saying, oh, have you got any drugs? And, you know, thinking they're helping out someone. They've, they've gone and, yep. and directed them towards someone which is still constitutes as trafficking mm. or or there's someone who's had a bit of uh, well it doesn't really but but look they've, they've still been charged with that and also or in um other instances where yeah look they're selling a little bit so they can actually you know keep up the use which they have to do yeah. and it's, it's something in the um in the demand of this this product we know that certain substances can be addictive but we also I, i'm i'm thinking we're now more aware of um addiction as just a behavioral response that humans have to all sorts of things we do addictive behavior with all sorts of things so it's not really the thing but we have this sort of narrative that goes goes out that uh, oh well the drug user is just a, a poor you know victim they're just sick um, but the drug dealer oh they're the big one they're pushing sickness onto people they're the evil viral expansion into the your neighbourhood like there's this idea of this huge separation of this you know big king big king wigs whatever. Um, who are, you know, pushing drugs onto people that don't really want them, but now they're the slaves of the drug lord. Like, it's silly. Yeah. It's silly, but it's... Yeah. Preaching to the converted here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, because, um, I mean, I guess it doesn't win your elections <laughs> giving no. drug dealers rights. No, um, unfortunately. Yeah, but yeah. good justice, I think, does. That's right. And that's what we're not yeah. having that discussion in this law and order debate. It just seems to be about throwing more authority at a problem and not actually looking at it more holistically and going, well, hang on. We have we have issues that uh, we can tell years in ahead that something is likely to happen with, with certain people because of the conditions that they're in, because of what they're, what's, what's put in front of them. And you can, I, I don't know, we just do this badly, I think is my point on justice. Well, I, I've got a couple of questions. When when, um, when you received the award, you were kind of visibly moved. Like, I get I what it's like I for was you guys. Um, yeah. For you guys, like, all out there in the sector, like North Richmond Community Health, you guys at Fitzroy Legal Service, like, obviously, you, you're there standing for people that don't have an ability to have a voice in, you know, in this discussion, even even here, like, you know, amongst allies, like they're still often the people without a voice. Now, as somebody who does have a bit of privilege, I've never needed to access uh, a community legal centre. So maybe you could walk us a little bit through what it's actually like for you in your job. Like, how, how does it work? How do you interact with your clients? How do they come into contact with you? And, and you know, kind of what, what do you do for your job? Yeah, right. So it's, a, it's an outreach model. So that means I actually, I go out to the clients, I, I'm based at Fitzroy Legal Cent, um, Service, like the, the centre there, which is like just the office, at the back of uh, the, the town hall Fitzroy now, Town Hall, yep. Johnson Street. Yep. Um, and yeah, so uh, there's five different places I go on a regular basis, once a fortnight, and um, they're mostly health services or drop-in services within that health service. So uh, one being in a space just along. Um, which is a um, needle syringe program as well. It's a primary health service. And then also North Richmond Community Health. And then I just get on the street. We walk along the street and just meet people that we know, um, that, that the workers there know, as well as just uh, coming up to people like and just and just introducing myself. So it might be something where, where someone who's continually coming to North Richmond Community Health um, and I've seen them for months and then suddenly they go, well, actually, I do have this issue that I 
you know, that I haven't been dealing with at all and I've got warrants out. Um, and so I'll work out how to uh, warrants out from the police. So instead of them just suddenly getting caught up with the, on the street by the police and being remanded, we'll actually approach the police. Be proactive. And, yeah, and say, look, we've got, there's this warrants, but they're connected to the health service. They've got a lawyer. Let's get this, let's get this off their chest because, yep. you know, a lot of the time it's at the back of the... Um, the back of the, their minds the whole time, but they're, they're just mm-hmm. dealing with a, a constant issue. Like and this, I, I mean, this is the problem that we have with these bureaucratic systems that you can put this pressure on somebody that they don't necessarily know how to handle. And that's, no. that, I mean, that's essentially what these services are for to try and bridge that gap. That's right. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, people do silly things sometimes. People, and sometimes people get caught up because, um, not of a silly thing, but because they just believe something a little bit differently as well. But, um, once you once that process has begun, you have to you have to be yeah. part of it. You can try and combat it all that you want, but it might end up with you worse off. That's right. The legal so, issues don't go away. No, either they still just sit there. They follow and you. One day that warrant will come out. All those infringements, and it's so easy in Victoria to to accumulate a zillion infringements without even realizing that you're doing it. Like you get on the tram. And then you get off the tram, but then you get caught on the tram and then you forget about that. Or then you're, you drive and you drive on the, on the road and it's a toll road and then you get off the toll road and you don't yeah. even realise, you, you say, oh, well, I'll pay that later and then you forget. I, I've done it myself. I hope nobody times. from council is listening because I've got about two grand parking <laughs> fines. <laughs> well, at least there's, yeah, there's special circumstances. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, the other thing is I've only recently discovered this uh, neighbourhood justice centre down in uh, Collingwood as well, which is one of only two, three in the whole state. Yeah. A stone's throw away from uh, here, and it's yeah. it's that service. Um, so what they have a court in there, and they can do um, court work. Do you, do you work with um, with the neighbourhood out with that all system? the time? Yeah, yeah I absolutely. Would. So a lot of my clients who can who can be referred to that area, I will refer them. We have actually two lawyers who work there. There's also legal aid, and mm. there's a whole team. There's a drug and alcohol team there. Everything. Um, there's the launch housing go there. There's a financial counsellor. It's just a, it's a, it's a big a hub. body. Yeah, big yeah. hub. So um, yeah, it's definitely worth knowing if you're living in the in the city. Yeah. Of so so just to go to go through it, it is a more sort of um, uh, I suppose open model of of receiving legal aid. There is a court there, but they've got more of an integrated sort of. You don't have to go through bloody um, body scanners when you get in. That's one That's right. one difference, which yeah. was uh, nice. Which they're you know they're proud of because the whole idea is that they're trying to it seems more focused towards justice and and yeah you know uh, trying to help people even if they've done something bad or even if they've got themselves in a spot of trouble or whatever yeah i think it, it was created i look, look, i don't know the exact history in it but from what i've been told it's created because there's serious issues with um ongoing like minor sort of offending in this mm. area as a sort of a hot spot i guess yep. and so then they created that to sort of address that specifically um yeah and it really works like yeah that's great like people um are more likely to finish a a court order of some sort you you get you have the same magistrate who's a caring magistrate who who watches your progress as well as Mm. everything else yeah so if 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 you are ever in a spot of legal trouble um Highly recommend, of, of course, first uh, seeking out Fitzroy Legal Service um, where you can get some advice. Um, and it's it's for any resident in the city of Yarra? Is that the... What's the extent? Uh, or for yeah, anyone for in people Victoria? living in the city of Yarra. In the city of Yarra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the NJC. Well, look, we have a drop-in service. So we have that um, six till nine. That's the night service. And that's anyone can come along if they've got any issues. Um, that That's uh, for anyone, really. And oh, I think fantastic. it's unique to Victoria. But every single day it's full, so mm. so get there early if you if you're seeking. And they and they and they're just volunteer, not just they're great lawyers who volunteer their time at mm. night to go in there. So and anything from an employment lawyer, family lawyer, criminal lawyer. Um, yeah, I think um, yeah. Steph from Dancewise helps she out does. sometimes, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a uh, she's a uh, Steph is the coordinator of uh, the Dancewise program from Harm Reduction Victoria, which goes out and does crowd care at a lot of uh, festivals and parties. But she's also uh, legally trained in in New Zealand, but it's more or less the same. They just say yeah, their A's funny. Yeah, I often see a little referral from her with her name on. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, often from that I'll get some referrals. But my my actual. Um, my clients all come from the outreaches or other like drug users in the city area who are also disadvantaged in mm. some way. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. So again, if you want to uh, get in touch with these services or if you know somebody that might like to, Fitzroy Legal Services at the back of the Fitzroy Town Hall. Um, so you sort of go in the back where the library is around the back there. Correct. Um, yep. But you can also find them online. Uh, you can also find them on social media. Um, and you can. there's a phone number as well. Yeah. So six till nine, um, the day service is for appointments only, but six till nine. Uh, yeah. At night, Monday, every Monday night, every weeknight. That's right, Monday to Friday. Brilliant. Yeah. Adam, uh, thank you very much for coming in. Congratulations once again on your achievement of uh, Yarra Dragon Health Forum's uh, Worker of the Year Award, 2016 to 2017, to put the full thing in there. Um, and uh, got a lot of plans for the coming year. I well, mean, we have a medically well, a supervised cash, injecting centre. So. It's a cash prize. So I actually have yeah, a little right. bit of money um, toward my professional development. Excellent. Uh, quite a bit, actually. So uh, I'm thinking potentially of going to, say, the um, which I think Steph's gone to, the, the, um, the lawyers of Copenhagen, the street lawyers there, oh, who yes. have a bit of a program where they, uh, well, it's a massive so I'm not sure, actually, but I, a, I know that they're really, everyone says they're the best. So a professional development holiday is yeah. what you've got on the cards. Yeah. That sounds That's, excellent. Yeah. And this is what the prize was. I, I should have mentioned that. That's what the prize was for being the Worker of the Year. They're trying to help people that are, you know, really, really doing good things in this field to, to go out and go to these conferences, meet other people, um, and network. Find out what's going on. Bring the good ideas back here. I will. I'll Make come changes. back and chat. <laughs> Thank you very much, Adam. Um, yes, we will speak to you definitely in the, uh, in the future, and that's about... Um, all we have uh, time for this afternoon. Thank you to Miss Guidance, uh, who was speaking with us a bit earlier about Entheogenesis Australis Outdoor Psychedelic Symposium. Uh, tickets at entheo.net, entheo.net. Uh, Ash, any events coming up in this uh, following week? Do we have Tomorrow any? Tomorrow night there will be... Oh, now I just closed my laptop. Uh, I think it's Senator Larry something from Canada, who was a former oh. drug squad cop, yep. um, now a senator in um, in... Oh, no, forget which state, but he was very involved with um, the push for injecting centres in Canada. So he's going to be speaking tomorrow night at, um, I think it's happening at the uh, North Richmond uh, Community Health. Um, oh, no, I don't have it in front of me, but 7 yeah. o'clock, I think. You yeah. can find the information. Um, it's being hosted by the Victoria Street Drug, Drug Solutions, Solutions Group. Residence Group. Yep, so we will post that on Facebook so you can find that if you want to find that. And, uh, of course, uh, you can get in contact with us on Facebook, Twitter, um, email, find our website, and you can find um, podcasts of the show that I've well and truly fallen behind on. Um, so, sorry if you're a podcast listener, and I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. It's just growing. Every every week it gets a little bit longer, and if I don't do it that week, it's, it's bad. Thank you for being with us this afternoon. Please enjoy the rest of your Sunday afternoon. We will be back uh, next week from 2pm and up next is Queering the Air on 3CR. Also, please do tune in to 3CR Breakfast on Wednesday, um, which I'm a presenter on and we'll be speaking with a number of politicians for North Goodbye election. See ya. Comments, complaints or contributions are welcome. Jump on the 3CR website. 3cr.org.au and head to the Encyclopedia program page. Get in contact with us on Facebook or Twitter or send us an email. Encyclopedia does not condone or condemn people who use drugs for their choices. Our aim is to present the diverse intersections of psychoactive drugs and society. If you are concerned about your own drug use or a friend's drug use, DirectLine provides a free and confidential counselling service 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Call 1-800-888-236. In Psychedelia, we'll be back on 3CR from 2pm next Sunday. You've been listening to a 3CR community radio podcast of Encyclopedia. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.